Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. Have you always dreamed of starting a business, but myths, assumptions, and fears keep you from taking the leap? What if starting a business could be simple and simplified? Well, you're in luck because today my friend Susie Rains is here to talk about exactly how to do just that. As a former corporate staffer in the healthcare and medical fields, Susie figured out how to make the very scary leap from the structure and seeming stability of working for established companies to make the shift into entrepreneurship. Y'all know how much I love chatting about business and startups and entrepreneurship. So I am very excited to get into all of this with Susie today, hear her story, get some inspiration for you to explore entrepreneurship and maybe learn a thing or two myself. So I hope you will all help me welcome Susie Rains to No More Mondays. Susie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Auntie, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I this I feel like this conversation has been like a long time in the making for various reasons. And also to fill you in, uh, Susie and I met through a really large podcaster Facebook group. And it turns out that we live about like 20 minutes from each other. So uh, we haven't gotten meet, to meet face to face yet, but it's going to happen. And I just thought it was too small of a world not to uh, not to make this happen. So I'm excited to get into that that idea of kind of simplifying business, because I know that's something that you're kind of really all about and like breaking down some of those barriers to, of entry. Uh, but before we get into that, I think it would be great to give everybody some context about kind of how you started your career and even got to this point. So I, I guess how what how did your background lead you here? Yeah. So thank you for asking that question. And yes, I us being so close to get like even just getting on the recording day, I'm like, they're right down the road. And I'm I'm on podcasts and have guests on my podcast that are like in Australia and all over the world. <laughs> like Angie's Same. right down the street. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. And you also just don't like I mean, you all have heard me talk about the fact that I live in, you know, resort town, mountain area of Colorado. There are not a lot of people who do what we do here. I mean, but also we're smart because we have businesses that allow us to live here. But that when you meet somebody who who's kind of in this same playing in this same ballpark right down the street from you, you're like, oh, immediate camaraderie. <laughs> yes, yes, it's beautiful. So um, to get dive into my background, um, for I started in business. So that was my first thing, um, corporate business. And after leaving business, I joined the army. So this is, this is a, a journey and I share this on my podcast as well, but I joined the army to be a medic. So shift, there was a shift there from corporate to medicine. I always wanted to do veterinary medicine, but when I joined the army, they didn't have an opening for the schooling for like a year out. And I really wanted to get started. I wanted to be in the army. It was right after nine 11. So I said, I'll just do what you have open there. Like we have human medic, we have a medic. I was like, okay, I'll do that. Cause I wanted to break into medicine anyway. So I did that for five years. And when I got out of the army, I 
went to my dream thing and did veterinary medicine. I was like, well, now I can do it. So I went back to school and did that. Um, and during my time in the army and also veterinary medicine, I had some challenges, mental and physical. I spent a year in Iraq, so came home with some challenges and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I thought I need to do something that I have more control over my environment. I have more control over my time, um, flexibility, all these things where I could manage my self-care. And I was thinking about it and I thought, I love medicine. And I, I was like, you know what? People keep talking about this health coaching thing. Let me look into it. And so I got certified as a health and life coach. And I thought, I can do this online. I've worked online when I was in biz corporate business way back when. And I thought, you know, I can do this. So I dove into it without a plan. <laughs> and I always tell people Sounds this. Sounds familiar. I dove right in and I did it without a plan. And I know better. I have a business degree. I did business planning. I get it. But I still didn't do it. And what I like to tell people is that even though you have the knowledge, you have to have the reason it ended up simplified is I didn't write a plan because I didn't want investors. I wasn't looking for money. I wasn't looking for a bank loan. I wasn't. I was just like, I'm just going to start my business on my own. Why do I need a plan? And that's how Business Simplified was born, because I started without one and I I didn't continue because I didn't have a plan. I like tried stuff. It didn't work. I tried more. It didn't work. So I gave up and I went back to work and I was a health coach online for a company and I was miserable. So I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do my own thing. And that's how Business Simplified started to evolve as I, I started to troubleshoot what happened to me. Like, why didn't it work? And I thought back and I'm like, I didn't have a plan. So then I, I'm, I, I made it my mission and now it's my mission. <laughs> this is what I do. I simplified business planning for the solopreneur, entrepreneur, person that wants to jump out into the business world on their own, self-funding, not getting a loan, not going to investors to get the stuff on paper so that they know what they need to start with and then they can grow from there. It, there's a lot of uh, correlation. You and I have a lot of similarities in, I would say, the, like our our journey change points. And it's it's interesting when you start in entrepreneurship in as a coach, how you I'm at that same point of like evolving into coaching coaches, coaching career services professionals. And a lot of my perspective is I fumbled around for four to six months when I started this business because I was trying to figure it all out. And if I'd have had a me, I would have cut off two to four months of hamster wheel scrambling and instead added another two to four months of, of kind of growth potential on the front end. And so I like this idea of, of even if you're a solopreneur who's going to bootstrap your business and doesn't want to go get funding, okay, you don't need what we know as that very onerous, extensive business plan, but it doesn't mean you don't need a plan for your business. Yes, exactly. And I like to tell people, I tell people this all the time. Don't you want to know if your plan is viable? Because that's what the bank wants to know. Like when you go to make a business plan for a bank, you're showing them everything you're going to do to get the money back. So by doing it for yourself, you're showing yourself, here's how I'm going to get my money. Yeah, because you're your own bank in these situations. So you might as well prove the concept to yourself. And I kind of almost want to get into some of the, well, we're going to get into advice and like, like some planning pieces because I just can't help myself. But before we do, I'm curious, you know, when I, I talk to a lot of people who 
well, I, which thing do you want to talk about, Angie? The first, you said something that that uh, I wanted to I wanted to go back to that you started in entrepreneurship, tried to go back to being an employee, and it just didn't work. And I what I I tell people like once the entrepreneurial spirit hits you, no other professional endeavor or career uh, stopping point will really satisfy and scratch the itch because it's just once you realize it, it can't, it almost can't be contained. And there's tons of ways to fulfill it. And there's ways to, you know, transition. So you're not totally cutting the cord and starting. But I, I think that's really interesting that you kind of validated that very thing by trying to do, to do it, go back and then realize you just couldn't. And what I'm really getting into that I want, I kind of want your thoughts on is I talk to a lot of people who know the entrepreneurial spirit has hit them, but they're afraid, right? They have this dream of, I've always wanted to do my own thing. Uh, But there's these assumptions and fears around entrepreneurship that keep them from actually doing it. So I'm curious kind of what common things you hear in that space when when people are either considering or really know they want to make this transition, but like won't because of all these like different self-limiting beliefs. What do you hear in that, in that regard? Yeah. So the biggest thing, and this happened, I'm going to use me as an example because it happened with me. I went back to work as a health coach. I didn't want to be a health coach. I've, I've had a business brain forever. I love business and I love medicine. Don't get me wrong. Love medicine. I love coming from it. And so what I did is I found my passion. My passion was business. And so while I was working, because I went back to work, I did it for almost three years. I started my business while I was working, but I had to figure out what the passion was. So the hiccup that people have is they don't know what idea to, to follow through with. So they get nervous. It's like, what if it's not the right idea? Or what if it doesn't work? Or what if it doesn't make money? Or what if I can't? What if, what if, what if? When really, once I found my passion, which was business planning, that was my that that was my thing. Now I have the drive behind it. And I started working on my business a year before I left my job to make sure that the passion was there and sustainable. So the first thing that I do with people is I have them visualize and come up with that one thing that they just cannot let go of that they wake up in the morning and they could talk about all day. They could work with people all day. Like it's the thing that never goes away in your brain and you love it so much that you, you could do it all the time because I've talked to people, I have clients, they have like three, four, five, six things that they're thinking, Oh, I could do this. And this. where they get stuck is they're like, well, this one probably would make money easier, but they have a passion mm-hmm. over here on the other side. I'm like, go to the passion. Cause the one that's making money, you're just building another job, a job with business ownership, which is like, way more than being an employee. You might as well just go be an employee. You might as well. What's that saying? I'd rather work a hundred hours for myself than 40 hours for somebody else. It's in a way what you're doing. And it's interesting that in our conversations on No More Mondays with people of like, whether they're entrepreneurs or or they still have followed an employment track, it really, it, the common theme of finding either something you are passionate about or feel purposeful around. I'll use both of those kind of interchangeably for those of you that are going, eh, the passion thing makes me nervous. If you can find something that like your purpose or your passion, which I think are in some ways interchangeable, they're a little bit different, but they invoke that same sort of motivation. What you, it will push you through the roller coaster that is owning a business. There are always 
ups and downs. I call it the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mind. Can't say that four letter word on a podcast because and if you ride it, if you ride that roller coaster, you're either going to throw up or get off on the first stop. But if you if it's connected to something that you really feel purpose and passion behind, you can weather that storm. So it's it's kind of like that first thing is like debunking the limiting beliefs that there's a way to monetize the thing that's your purpose or passion, right? Yes. And that's something I actually work with my clients on because I have my coaching life coaching certification and I my specific people that I work with are women leaving a medical profession. I know where their head's at because I did it. And so coming from that structured high demand environment that's totally everything spelled out for you. Protocols like if this happens, do this. If this happens, do that. And you can't veer from it. Like you are in a structured. If you do something wrong, you can really hurt somebody. So coming from that and then sitting down at your laptop and going, now what? What do I do today? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it the blessing and the curse is that nothing is dictated for you which is why it's just so amazing for you to kind of curate how that's going to look. But at the same time, when you're used to coming from the that superstructure, you're left to your own devices and you're like, holy, holy, wow, where do, what do I yeah. even, where do I even begin? So where do we begin? Yeah. So that question is what I had. I'm like, I want my own business. And I'm, again, reminder to your listeners, I have a degree, business administration. I've written business plans. I've done all the accounting. I've done like, I know what goes into a business, worked in corporate. I still had that question. Where do I start? Because everything is on a high level, like big corporate level. When you think about business for a solopreneur, it's different. And so when I asked that question, that's how I ended up writing my workbook, which is starting a business simplified guide. And it's a step-by-step asking those questions, starting with your vision Then we're going to look at your marketing high level. We're going to look at your operations. We're going to look at your client experience, how you want to, how do you want to work every day? We're going to look at how much money you need to make and how do you forecast that? Like all the things that go into a business plan, but on a level that is simplified, easy to understand, and you get to create it. You're not writing it for somebody else, writing it for yourself. And I think a lot of times just breaking down the word overwhelming, a lot of people throw out at us, right? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I would love to do this, but not only do am I afraid I'll never make money and I'll be basically a starving artist. It's also very overwhelming to think about kind of all the things in this amorphous blob of of non-chronological things that need to happen. So having that roadmap, I think, is is really key to just making it making it as simple as it really is. It's just sometimes you got to get out of your own head and and look at the decision tree and say, okay, what do I need to do first, second and third, instead of looking at what do I need to do A through Z all in alphabet soup? And I love what you said about the idea of uh, almost about the order that you you look at the roadmap and coming back to this idea of purpose and passion is that, you know, people will people will say, like, I want to start a business and I want to be X. Or I want to start a business and I want to call it Y. And I'm like, you got a whole lot of stuff to figure out before you can be X or before you call it Y. And a lot of times what I start with, and I think this is the connected piece to purpose and passion, is how do you want to help people? Yeah. What's the result? Yeah. Especially in a service-based environment. It's like, how do I want to help them and what problems do I want to solve? Because that's a much stronger foundation to figure out how do I use my unique experience and skills in a way that can do that, which is what you did. 
Yes. And it took me, and, and that's the thing, that question took me a long time to answer, even though I had an idea. So I had the business, simplified business plan idea, but then what I, the roadblock I faced was what result do people get? Because it's a plan. Yeah. Here's a, you're going to have a plan. Yay. But the result is I'm helping them transition. I'm helping them transition from where they're coming from into starting their business. The plan is the how. Did you, so uh, maybe loaded question or a moment of introspection. Did you figure that out in active process? You do, do you know what I mean? Like, did you figure that out once you started working with clients, right? You're like, okay, I can provide this service. And in starting to provide that service, did you figure out that was kind of like the niche, the special sauce and the and the purpose? Or were you able to work through thinking that out beforehand? It was during the process. And I tell people this all the time. This this is and the business owners that I that I have on my podcast and that I talk to, they all say the same thing. Change is what happens in business. It's going to happen over and over and over. You don't know what you don't know. So what I knew was I wrote a workbook and people can buy it. And I tested it. I sent it out to people and I asked them to fill it out and give me feedback. What came back to me was I need help filling this out. It was too much information. And so I said, okay. So I created my one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have clients coming through that and they love it because they start to do the work and they get, they get that limiting belief. They get that roadblock and they reach out to me. We meet once a week and we're like, okay, what's going on here? And then I can coach them through what that is. And then they can move forward. So doing the workbook, and I recommend the workbook ahead of time anyway, just so people can see where they're at. Because somebody that's already ready to go could probably fill it. I mean, I filled out my I fill out my workbook all the time. I do it to re-pivot and things like that if I have an idea or something. But if you already know what you want to do, then the workbook's great. You can get it out on paper, know what you're doing. But if you're one of those people that's like, I'm not really sure. I do want to do this, but I kind of want to know if it's viable and what's going to happen and blah, 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 then the coaching piece is huge because it's, it's diving in where you're stuck. Cause there's so much into business and you know this, cause you're an entrepreneur, you may be doing something that's really, really easy. Like maybe marketing is just easy and fun. And you're like, yeah, I'm good at this. And then you hit bookkeeping and you go, Hmm, numbers. No, this is where I want, I put the brakes on. I don't even want to look at it. So everybody's different. And so I think that's the key is finding where where your finding where your purpose and your passion are. And then as you work through it, awareness, recognizing where you're getting stuck. And like you said earlier, it took me almost six years to get to this point. I don't want people to spend six years to figure out what they want to do. I love that you just were very transparent and honest about how long it took you to really find the sweet spot. But because one, there's somebody out there went, wow, it puts it all in perspective, right? This, this kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight. And you're actually maybe making me realize a very tangential point in my journey too, but which I'll mention in a second. So it, it won't happen overnight, but I also want to reinforce the fact that you didn't wait until that point to do something and begin building a foundation and to start, which is where I think a lot of people get tripped up because they're, they want to have it all figured out. They want to have that per perfect 
picture and perfect foundation for a launch when really there is no possible way to do that. No. And even as um, I just interviewed an entrepreneur, she's had her business for 10 years and she's still shifting and still reevaluating and things come up and it's like, ooh, this is a great addition to what we're doing or, oh, we're going to drop this because it's not really benefiting us anymore. So for those people that are listening and thinking, okay, it may take a while to get going, but once I get going, then it's just smooth sailing and that ain't true either. <laughs> it's constantly shifting and changing. The roller and- coaster's never ending. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of my little and I and I really believe this, that there is and this. Let me preface what I'm about to say with I believe this is one of the reasons why sometimes you have to be doing the thing to figure out what the thing you should be doing is. And it's because there is no better exploration into self-discovery than entrepreneurship. And that idea of getting started then helps you you evolve as a person, which probably helps your purpose evolve and your passions become either even stronger or more evident. And that's why it takes a little bit of time in business, I would say, to really hone in on what what it's all supposed to look like. But that also will continue to evolve for the exact same reasons. Yeah. And I want to touch on something you said earlier, because um, it's not either or. And I have someone coming up on my podcast who this is what she does. And she works in the medical realm. Um You don't have to just be an employee or just be an entrepreneur. You can combine the two. You can actually make your own. What do you want your income to be? How do you want to live your life? What do you want to do every day? And if you want to spend a little bit of time, I'm going to speak to the medical field because that's what I know. If you want to do clinical care two days a week and be a contractor somewhere or even be W2'd for two days a week part time, but do your own thing the other part of the week. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think society can put a stigma. It's like, well, you're either an employee or you're a business owner. But, you know, we can do, I mean, we're five minutes or 20 minutes from each other. But typically, like, you can work. I work with people around the world. You can do whatever you want to do. You design it. You said something that I have to highlight, which is figure out the life you want to have and then design your career to fit it. Because we, that is my, like, that is becoming my like byline in life because we just do it backwards so much here. It's like, oh, okay, I've got this like really stressful job that I work 12, I work 12 hours a week. I guess I'll have life in the hour and a half that's left over in the evenings. When, you know, society has shifted in the last like 15, 20 years to enable us and allow us the, the ability to get creative on how we curate our professional lives to enhance the rest of our lives versus taking away from the rest of our lives. And so I love that you brought up that idea that you don't necessarily have to choose one or the other, especially at the beginning. Yeah. And, and that's where I think when people, I want to use an example. So you have worker X, they're in a job and they're not satisfied. They're not happy. They're doing the job. They're getting paid. They really want to be a business owner. They really want to do their own thing, make their own hours, all that good stuff. So they, they're like, okay, I'm going to start exploring that, but I'm going to keep working, get my income, but I'm going to be doing this on the side. If you don't like the job you're in, and I think you're going to love this, change the job while you still do the business thing. Because that was my experience. I did the health coaching job and I started working on my business on the side it, for a year. I stayed in that job for a year 
while doing my business. So we can be flexible. Yes, it's going to be a time thing and you're going to have, but find a job that you like. You can leave the one you don't. Or that you like enough to not suck the bandwidth and energy and life out of you to put your energy towards the other thing. And I also am trying really hard and we need to, you and I are going to have to brainstorm on, on the, on the, the term that's going to replace side hustle. I've started calling it yes. the part-time job. You're going to make your full-time career uh, because it, I feel like that's unfair in these scenarios where I want this to be a part-time job. It's just my entrepreneurial endeavor, but side hustle almost means you don't give it as much attention or potential as it most likely has. So respect it, even if it isn't the thing you do 40 hours a week, or if, even if it isn't the thing that makes all of your money and pays your health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking something came to me when you were saying that um, purpose, purpose or passion project. There you go. It's my purpose. Pro- it's my purpose project. Purpose Go project. submit the trademark right now before this episode airs. <laughs> You get passion project, I'll have purpose project, and we'll do all kinds of cool stuff together. We're going to take over the world, everyone, and you're hearing it live for the first, well, kind of live for the first time. Yeah, from the Colorado mountains. From the mountains in Colorado. Colorado. (laughs) Exactly, where you will clearly be inspired by your surroundings. I love this. And I'm, so this is, okay, so I'm going to go back to something you said earlier where it took you six years to figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting that when you start to figure it out, years and years and years of hindsight will come together. So I would, and, and that's happened at multiple tra- multiple checkpoints kind of in my, my journey specifically with career benders, where I finally realized I'm going to say two or three years in, I finally realized I have had an entrepreneurial, I have had a side hustle and I'm going to call them side hustles. I have had some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor my entire adult life, whether it was literally selling like stamping up or 31 bags or one of the other career benders is lucky number 13. And there was almost always the presence of that common theme. And what, so I realized that, which I thought was really interesting, which is really what told me the entrepreneurial spirit is just my thing. And then it's, I'm at five and a half years in career benders. And over the last, I'm going to say six months. So let's say around the five-year checkpoint, five, six years seems to be a con like an, there seems to be something happened there. I'm now at that next phase of, let's say, purpose and really realizing my passion. But I needed the five years before this to get to both that conclusion and the entrepreneurial experience to go out and and do it, which I would say you probably experienced, too, when you started realizing about six years in what everything should look like. Yeah, and I'm going to go back even like to when I was 19, because that's when I first realized that I could do whatever I wanted um, when it came. And it, again, it was it was a side thing. It was a an MLM. But I got the bug. I was like, "Ooh, I can do this myself. I can make up my own stuff. And what I did is and I transitioned that to my actual working for people. I was one of those people and people would come up to me and they're like, how is it that you get every job that you want? I said, well, because I want it. So when I go to interview at a job, I picture myself working there. And if I can't picture myself working there, then I don't want the job. And so I pretty much would handpick what jobs I wanted to do. It's harder nowadays. I'm aging myself a little bit. Um, It's harder to do that now with the Internet and a billion applications that go out there. That's what you do is help people with things. Um, 
yeah, I, I always wanted to do my own thing. And when I would get into a job, I would make it my own. And that was my entrepreneurial spirit coming out. I would make things more efficient. I would fix things that were wrong. I would, and my bosses were always like, you're always doing things to make this better. I'm like, well, because I have a vision. That's a key thing if you're not sure if you're an entrepreneur. If you are visioning things and wanting to make changes all the time in your current environment, you probably have that. But to go back to your length of time, the six years, I tried many things in those six years. My husband and I had a photography business. We loved doing it. It was just didn't fit for what we really wanted to be doing. We liked doing it more for a hobby than a business. Figured that out. Um, I did my health coaching. During that time, I shifted my health coaching. My coaching shifted many, many times into a point where I was like, I don't even know what I want to do. And that's when I stepped back, went back to work and realized that I needed a plan. One thing I like to share with people, and it's what I, I have a passion for. I'm going to use that word because it means something. Planning is really important to me. <laughs> and I know it will help people. And so for those people that are listening are like, I don't know what I want to do. Sit with a notebook and a pen. That's all you need. It's free. Well, a pen and paper cost something, but start writing your ideas. What do you with want to do? With a pen and paper, not with on your a phone. pen and paper. Yeah, with a pen and paper. That that manual writing is there's a connection from your brain that's yep. totally different and you're going to create what you want. It will come out of that. You can do your entire plan on a piece of paper. Hey, there is validity to that whole napkin thing that we all used to talk about, right? The napkin business plan. Isn't there a book about that? Yeah. And I, it's, it's funny that I feel like you and I were maybe like our spawns of each other or were like separated at birth. Because one of my very first videos on career benders was me sitting by the river and talking about how you should get outside and consider your goals and like write them down. So it was exactly that same thing. And we're so and I think now as we age ourselves, we are so connected all the time that you almost need that complete reset and complete disconnection to just stop and go, I'm allowed to think about what I want. And I am going to sit here and journal about it. And if you're somebody who I am not really great at blank, blank page, but I am exceptional with a prompt. So you can find prompts out there to, to start, you know, thinking through different talking points or thinking points for yourself to to get those, to get that connection between your brain and the paper and start getting yeah. stuff out without judgment of yourself. Yes. And I actually created a journal that I sell on Amazon for that very thing. Um, it's a daily See? and then it has a, it has a weekly summary for people that are starting out their business and gives them pointed things to be thinking about. Like, what is your focus today? Let's think about that just to get the creative juices flowing. Cause I understand I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to a blank page. I, I need to know, I have to have a purpose. Like what's my purpose yeah. of writing on this piece of paper. And I think that's why I ended up writing the workbook. Cause the workbook is thought provoking questions all the way through. And I have a feeling you and I could probably ideate together on different like products and offerings and things all day long. But then, yeah, when you, but then it's like, okay, well, what do you want me to say about it? And I love, so I want to, I want to go back to, you've, you've mentioned a bunch of awesome resources that you have. So what I want to do is, as two people who love entrepreneurship and like coaching others in business, let's go give everybody like some tactical steps to take. Cause there's some of it's all in here. I love all of this. I want to know what, let's say three things, your top three tips on 
what people out there can do to like lean in and explore this, the, the entrepreneurial spirit, if it's, you know, trying to spark. Yeah. So what we just talked about, I highly recommend, and I, I do this with everybody that I interact with that wants to start a business is to set a timer and make a list of all your ideas and do not edit yourself. Set a timer. You can do three minutes, five minutes, whatever you feel that you're going to be able to keep writing. Because I want you to write the entire time until the timer goes off. Let your brain go beyond what's just right there. Because it will start searching. And you'll find stuff that you didn't even know was there. So and your hand make will a hurt, list. but do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's a list, so it's not paragraph writing. I want you to list every idea that you possibly can think of without any conditions. You're a multimillionaire. Money does not matter. What do you want to do? So do that list. And then the second thing would be now you're going to rank the top three. So once the timer goes off and you're going to step away. So do it on a different day. Do the list and then let your brain rest and just let yourself go back to whatever. Come back another day. You're going to set a timer. You're going to go through the list and you're going to rank the top three. And then from those top three, I want you to ask yourself these questions. When I wake up in the morning, am I excited or on a scale of one to 10, how excited am I to get out of bed and do this? The second question is, could I talk all day long about this to anybody and everybody? And it doesn't matter. I just love talking about it. So I'll talk about it anyway. And the third thing is, if it's a service, you're going to visualize yourself doing that service for people over and over and over and over and it's never going to end how are you feeling about it scale of one to ten are you excited or are you scared are you excited or are you okay i could do this for like a month and then i would be sick of it it's and do that for the top three because it's going to show you which one you really are excited about yeah and uh, which I will say, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it for that very reason of just because you can do it doesn't mean it's going to keep you engaged forever. I'm also going to say that I love the idea of the brain dump, uh, let's say prioritize the brain dump and then rank the priorities. So that's our three tips, uh, because, you know, also the one that's that scares you on there is also probably the one that you should do. Right. Like yes. that's a, that's one of those cliche memes we see when we scroll on ans- Instagram, but there's definitely some truth to it. Yeah. And I would say, take the money out of it. My, my first question to people is if you had unlimited money, you know, you're Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, whoever, you have a ton of money. What are you going to do for your business? People get hung up on the money. They're like, well, I want to do this, but it's not going to make money. So I'm going to go over here or I don't know if it's going to make money or if it does make money, I'm going to have to do it all the time. You know, it's like money's always attached to everything. I'm like, get rid of the money part. The money will come. Very few good decisions are ever made largely on a financial decision, decision making consideration. But you are like almost verbatim. Well, I can't do that. It won't make me any money. And one of the most fun things to do is prove them wrong. Right. And show them conceptually if we go about this from the okay, well, if you want to do that, how's it going to solve people's problems? How does that look from a monetization perspective? Oh, look, we just created a product that you could go sell and here's who you'd sell it to. And they're like, oh, I can do that and make money. So there's always a way to debunk that kind of fear and self-limiting belief that I think just comes in and it creates a non-starter. 
And if you're able to push those aside and, and look at this without judgment, a lot of possibilities arrive. I love that. I like that three. I like that uh, three step, three step activity. And uh, let's let's uh, give everybody else some more resources. So you mentioned quite a few. Uh, I know you have a podcast, but uh, throw out some of all some of the, the great things entrepreneurs out there can can get through you and where they find you. Yeah, so I have my starting a business simplified guide. It's a workbook and it's sold on Amazon and as well on my website. My website is startingabusinesssimplified.com. And yes, there's all the S's in there. I always tell people that because like there's multiple S's at startingabusinesssimplified.com. Yeah, there's less S's. Yeah, I think there's three three in the middle there. But startingabusinesssimplified.com has everything. It has a link to my podcast. It has a link to my workbook. It has a link to my coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. The other thing is that I mentioned the journal. I just created that recently and put it on Amazon. If you search Susie Rains, you'll get a list of all the things that I have on Amazon as well. We're going to link all of this in show notes. Uh, because if you're sick of hearing this broken record, just go listen to Susie because she's saying the exact same stuff I'm saying. And maybe you'll hear it from her because I get super fired up. I was actually telling my mastermind group this the other night because I just we just started a new cycle. And I was like, I get super fired up about the like the power entrepreneurship has to change lives. And I mean that in two ways, both our lives as the entrepreneur. I mean, my my business bought us our house. It was a 20 year dream and I was able to realize it because of entrepreneurship, which is why I just get super fired up about it. But also when you're in the business of things like that we do and then in this kind of like service and coaching based space, we're also able to empower others to design their lives and careers the way they want. So now you're changing their lives and the impact becomes exponential. And while that might sound super woo woo and cliche, it is totally true. It is true. It's the ripples in a pond. I mean, I I can say my mission. So this goes full circle. I'm glad that you said that. I was a health coach. I came for medicine and then I did health coaching. I didn't want to be a health coach, but I a thousand percent believe in health coaching, nutrition and taking care of it. Like I believe in what all of these coaches are doing. I don't want to be one. But guess what? I now have a mission to pull people out of the healthcare system that want to do holistic health, health coaching, nutrition, energy healing, whatever they want to do, I can now empower them to go do it. And I'm reaching those communities doing health the way that I want to do health without me doing the health, if that makes any sense. But you needed, it makes a total, total sense because you needed that stop on your roadmap in order to have the empathy and understanding to coach those people and for them to feel you had the capacity to coach them, which is 120% exactly why I needed to be a career coach and resume writer first, because I've realized my purpose is to coach career services professionals. And I would never have been able to do it for two reasons. One, you built a successful entrepreneurial endeavor of some sort, which builds people's confidence that you can coach them in an entrepreneurial endeavor And then you created a business that's similar to what they want to do. And now that empathy and understanding and foundation is there. So you had to go through that part of the journey. Yes. And I always tell people, and it's in my workbook, it's in my coaching. You're going to, you're going to go back in time and you're going to write down everything that you've ever contributed in your lifetime, not just in your job, not just in your relationships, but 
every interaction that you've had. Every This podcast interview is now in my toolbox of what I can do and how I've done it and who I've done it with. And it stays with me. Everybody has it. It is entrepreneurship is a really great way to uh, build the anthology and you use the culmination of all of your experiences, because I really think that's what provides the 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 best and most successful client engagements is when our actual real hands on own experience can come in. And even if you're just a half step ahead of where the person that you're mentoring wants to go or is that understanding builds that foundation of trust that creates such a successful engagement in our space. Yes. Yes. That was so beautifully said. <laughs> this is so fun. All right. So I feel like we just are going to have to wind things down and I'm sad because I want to just hang out with you all day. So I'll be over in 25 minutes. And as we do uh, wrap things up, let's give everybody else one piece of it, one more piece of inspiration, kind of one more pearl of wisdom. What's your number one piece of advice on what everybody out there can do to get one step closer to career and life satisfaction? This is my favorite one because it's part of my journey and I'm working on it, through it and loving every minute of it. Be yourself and speak up. No, no one has ever said that on this podcast. I don't think anybody has ever said that as the answer to this question on this podcast. Be yourself because guess what? you will be in line with what you're supposed to be doing when you're yourself, when you're your authentic self. And there's only one Angie, there's only one Susie. There's, so if even in a career, when you be yourself, the people who want to be around you and recognize you and be a part of who you are, they're going to see you, hear you and know you without you doing too much. When we step outside of ourselves and we try to be something different or like other people to get to a place it doesn't work out. And then we wonder why nobody's hearing us or seeing us. Yep. We're not being us. Yep. Yeah. You're well, I feel like I, I don't even need to. That's just other than thank God there's only one of us because I don't think the world can handle another me. Uh, I couldn't have summarized it, it better because I I'll also often say that I started my business because I I knew I could do it. I didn't look at what anybody else was doing. I went to LinkedIn and I just started authentically commenting on stuff and it resonated. What you have to trust is it won't resonate with everyone, but it will resonate with the right people. And that's who you want to surround yourself with anyway, whether it's a job or clients. And it's a whole lot easier and less energy sucking to just be yourself, everybody. And I'll give you one more tip around that because I talked to my coach about it this week. It's so it's really fresh for me. It's none of our business what other people think. Mic drop. All we have to do is worry about ourselves. Yeah. And I think that that is that message. And I feel like I'll just bring all of this together now because that's a great way to leave us off. That fact has been has never been truer and more needed than right now where com when comparison is easier than it's ever been. Uh, perfectionism is at an all time high and we just constantly have this noise of what we should be versus who we know we are, who we want to be, who we're meant to be, who we're designed to be, and just leaning into that. Beautiful things happen if you just drown out the noise and give two less shits. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> right? It's true. So if, it's you true. if you drowned out the noise and just allow yourself to, to lean into your purpose, your strengths, and give those to the, to the people of the world the way you're meant to, amazing things happen. Yeah. And I want to say that it's a journey because you have to know yourself. 
So when you say, when I say be yourself, if you don't know who you are, then you have to start asking yourself those questions. And that's okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Start being aware and just ask yourself, what do I want? Who am I? And let yourself tell yourself that. There you have it, everybody. Know yourself. You might get to know yourself. If you don't like the answers, change them. And join us for the ride. Susie, thank you so much for being part of my journey. This has been a great conversation. I'm looking forward to many more. I am so glad you joined us uh, here on the No More Mondays movement. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. This has been fantastic. One of my favorite things is, yes, to talk about business. That's the thing I could do all day, every day. And I just, I love talking to people who have kind of figured it out. They figured themselves out, have figured out how to navigate career crossroads, changes, chart a path to success. And it's a bonus when they're helping others do the same. There's some fantastic advice, awesome resources here, everybody. So head on over to nomoremondays.info to grab the links to all of Susie's workbooks, her books on Amazon, and all the great stuff she has for you to start exploring your entrepreneurial spirit. And in the meantime, if you want to leave us guest suggestions, comments, feedback, grab or grab those show notes, as I mentioned, head on over to nomoremondays.info and I will see you next week for another edition of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com.